0: smoking nephew blazing rye on the ones and twos. It is
3: January
0: 9th and it's a Monday and we're back for the first time in a long time. Longest hiatus I've ever taken on this show and let's not do that again because it made me feel a certain way. But in the meantime, let me bring on my co-host for this evening. (laughs) You know her, you love her, never know what she's going to say, the one and only Broadway
4: medic Miss Tamika Kid. Yeah! (laughs) That What's
5: was a long time. Just... That was a long time. It meant me feel a certain way, too. Which part? Being gone so long.
0: <laughs> wasn't it Plus, wasn't I have a whole terrible? bunch of paper
5: towels now. I mean, come on. <laughs> come
0: on. Uh, what, you're going to bed already? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Um, uh, earlier today, you told <laughs> me that somebody gave you cookies for your back. Now, uh, I now see. I assumed that
3: what you meant was
0: that cookies are some new thing the kids are saying to refer to some drugs. What did you mean? Is that what you meant? Is that what the kids are calling him?
2: <laughs> I'm not.
5: Oh, okay. This is oxymoron. I'm not a kid, even though my last name's kid. I'm not a kid. <laughs> So I don't know what's going on. All I know is someone gave me a very nice holiday gift, chocolate chip mm-hmm. cookies, and um, they've been very good.
0: When you said they were regular green-ass chocolate chip cookies, are they literally green?
5: Well, they have green M&M's.
0: So.
2: <laughs> oh I And mean, okay. you know.
0: So there's the green. So is it chocolate chip cookies or chocolate chip cookies with M&M's or m M&M and M cookies?
5: Uh chocolate chip cookies with green m and ms
0: okay fair enough now let's 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 discuss this thing I' wanted to discuss now I have um, no
5: political future, so that's fine
0: thank you <laughs> Mr Holmes um well, whatever you do, don't google Santorum um so <laughs> let's see so this this whole thing let me tell you something a couple of weeks ago uh we went me and my friends we used to go to this karaoke bar Ig- Iggy's on the Upper East Side, um, and we went on Tuesday nights. And one one night, the uh, I wasn't there this night, but the crowd got a little rowdy during a rap song, and then the owner of Iggy's banned hip-hop. So this is, like, two years later the other hmm. night. And, like, at the time, we were shocked, and, like, I was like, don't you think that's a little racist? And then my friend Zach was like, you know, it's, it, People are going to break into a fight during a rock song. You're not going to ban Bon Jovi or, like, yeah, something like that. Okay. So now what happens the other night is they tell me, uh, let's go to Iggy's. And I said, no, we can't do rap there. And they're like, no, it's been two years, bro. We'll be able to go. We'll be able to rap. We get there. They're still not allowing people to rap and selective R&B songs as well because I couldn't even put in Ignition Remix. So what do you think about that?
5: That is, um, God, that's disturbing a little bit for this day and age, even though we've got so many other issues going on. However, if there were a fight during a Bon Jovi song, I guarantee you the weaponry would be different. hmm I mean, what? somebody might get the wrong mullet cut. You know, they might not have enough hairspray for the hair, for the Bon Jovi stuff. Whereas with the hip hop songs in my tail, yo, wait a minute, being stereotypical here, uh, you got an extra clip, something like that. But if people are still gonna be i mean this country we started so many different things behind music, um coming together mm-hmm. as different races and what have you. if that's really taking place on the free side, though I have limited funds a k a broke as a joke um. Mm-hmm. I might want to go up there to a zip code where I can't afford to breathe in, and
2: <laughs>
5: you know, drop a little Wayne on them or something, just abstract like that. Something, something that would incite folks to be like, "Wait, what are you playing?" And then play something, you know, back from the day, like you know, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, or, or even Jamirakoi. I mean, I, I'm imagining that's probably banned too. I don't know. People people are doing different
0: things. You know what the irony of this is, is that they wouldn't let me do the Ignition remix, they wouldn't let us do any of the Eminem songs we wanted to do, but they, when (laughs) we walked in, when we walked in, a guy was doing Hey Ya. Hey Ya is by OutKast. Yes. What's up with that? Uh, You tell me. You go there. I don't. (laughs) Well... I think, like, this is happening in New York City, of all places, too. Like, a place where hip-hop began. It should never be banned here, especially uptown. Right. And, you know,
5: again, that's a delicate subject for business owners and what they want to deal with and what they don't want to deal with. I think if they just give one of those jukeboxes, those, what is it, one of those iTunes-like jukebox things, you know, where you keep feeding it money and it keeps playing what you want, except you can recall any song. Because a place uh-huh. out here, um, if I may mention Astoria, we I put on the Jackson's Can You Feel It? and mm-hmm. the Irish bartender turned it up. Okay. You know, so it just depend, I It may depend on, you know, how tight-ass people are right now. I don't know. I mean, I don't I, it, know. It, it, you know, if you don't want me, you don't want me. Don't, and if you don't want to come out here, don't come out here. You know, I live in Harlem. <laughs> if folks are afraid to come to Harlem, don't come. Don't come. Yeah. You know, and you've got the most, you know, besides Queens being the most, uh, I guess, diverse borough, supposedly, mm-hmm. in the five boroughs. Uh, you know, uptown, people still have bad stereotypes about Harlem. That's okay for them to deal with at some point, but it's not <clears> what they <throat> saw in the news. Neither is the Upper East Side as well, I mean, or the Upper West Side. You just, you know, and in the same context, you know, pick and choose your battles. You're going to see some Upper West Side mom with a stroller that carries three mobbing down the street to a goodie mob so she can get her workout on,
2: you know, but whatever. But, I mean, I just,
5: I I wouldn't get that caught up about it.
2: Well, speaking –
0: well, speaking of um, tight asses, have you seen da- <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> have you seen Darren Criss do uh, How to Succeed yet?
5: Yes, I did work one of those shows.
0: And and how was how is he in the in the Daniel Radcliffe role?
5: He was very good. I wouldn't call it a Daniel
0: Radcliffe role.
5: Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> did his role. Um. And, and, I, and I, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna get shit for this. Excuse me, but I'll say it this way: with with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and his stature, uh, physical stature, playing that lead, and uh, you know the other ensemble members with him, you know he's a smaller guy. Okay, mm-hmm. but Darren Criss, you know, um, you're not punking him. You're not. You're not gonna punk him. He's
2: bigger. Well, exactly. you're not punching him. Who's you're punching not punking,
5: him? You're not not punching, but punking him. I don't know who's punching oh. him, but you're not Uh-oh. gonna you're not you're not gonna punch Darren Chris. Just, uh-huh. just, that's not happening. That's not happening. That guy, he's bigger, and he just just the interaction between him and one of the other uh, leads, you know, before it was like, oh, it's cute. Look at little Dan with you know, whoever. Was he was up against, him. but like now looking at Darren, you're like, oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so well, remind and then,
0: me to tell you the uh, the the Tammy Blanchard Daniel Radcliffe story after the jump. But we're gonna bring on our first guest. Okay. You ready, Tameka? Yep. All right. My first guest has an album dropping tomorrow called Heart Machine. It is Lila yes. Rose.
2: How
5: are you? I'm
6: How's it going? you going so awesome. The heart machine is my
5: favorite song, so I'm excited.
6: Is it on? The, yeah, that was your favorite song on the album. Yes. Sweet. I've been listening to I'm that hearing. all
5: day. But I'm a medic, so I would love to hear the sounds of hearts anyway. So that's
6: just me. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. My my brother well, is a surgeon, my is a surgeon, and he was like, "Do you know what a heart machine is?" I'm like, oh. <laughs> Not everyone knows. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah. So let's
0: uh let's talk about you a little bit. You're here. We are here. We may as well discuss you. Uh Lally, your your bio says you were born with ultrasound sensitivity. Uh that must have been tough. Did you did you get a lot of headaches? Did people have to be really quiet around you? Is that the deal?
6: It's so funny that you bring that up because it you know, it wasn't it's not it's not painful on a physical level. It's um it's more of a like Energetic experience. So, actually, just as you asked me, I was like feeling really annoyed at my roommates because basically, I'm hearing frequencies on on a level that's like way exaggerated than than mm-hmm. what most people would experience. So, when I'm hearing sound that's like really intense, I'm like, Oh my god, I wish my roommates would shut. This is really you. to focus here. So, it's it's not you know, it's not painful, but it's definitely like it's cool in the way of like hearing the specifics of everything, but it's it's just intense sometimes to you so
0: much so loud. I think Kanika okay. feels the same way after eating those green you
6: know, cookies. You see, I'm quiet because I'm listening.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I get it. And, and that, but at some point, you can turn a little bit of that pain into joyful music or sounds for other people, which is what you've done with your music, obviously. But I also right. get the other side of like sometimes you just want people just to be quiet. So. Yeah,
6: I mean, I'm not one of those people who can sleep anywhere, anytime. I have – it's kind of embarrassing, actually. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely wear earplugs. You, the wave. you don't have the wave
5: machine. They're like the frogs and nothing like that, right? That's,
6: the, that's what I'm getting to. I do have the wave machine. I got the sound machine. <laughs> I, yeah, it's totally – I just turned it off, actually, to have this um, interview with you guys, so it's not in the background. Wow. <laughs> So if we, if should you, it, we should feel
0: special. We should
5: feel special.
6: You can cannot, actually
0: you know. hear sounds that other humans can't hear. Can you hear
1: secrets?
6: <laughs> can Can I hear secrets, did you say?
1: Yeah, can you hear secrets?
6: Sometimes, but I don't think that has to do with ultrasound sensitivity. I think that has to do with intuitive creatures. Oh, get ready,
2: Sam. Maybe not intuition. Oh. <laughs>
5: is
6: with,
5: okay. That's a different show.
0: Yeah, next time. So your new album, Heart Machine, um, were you ever thinking about calling it Defibrillator?
6: Um, No, but tell me about why you would ask that question.
0: (laughs) Well, you have Heart Machine, so why not just throw that in? What what does the title mean?
6: Um, Heart Machine is um, really the way to describe my experience of writing the album, which is – the way i experience emotion you know it comes through me whatever the experience is and then it comes out of me with uh in in the form of sound and music and so i kind of feel like i'm just this big huge and i feel so i'm so passionate not like anyone doesn't but like if you knew me at all you know that i'm an incredibly passionate person you can probably hear it in my voice right now so it's just like you know i feel something and it's so intense and i go through this whole process almost like a it's almost like a like an assembly line like comes in, I feel it really intensely, I go through this whole crazy thing, I go through this transformation, I write a song, and then bang, it's like out into the world with uh, hopefully a really cool song that people can, you know, transform in the same way that I have. So I was like, wow, I'm such, you know, I'm so full of this, like, you know, this this heartful passion. So that's where that came from. I went through a ton of different names, but you know, May up. I ask um, one of, uh,
5: what of one of the bands I think that's listed in your profile as one of the inspirations, or have are they have you sounding like, is like Radiohead? Did do, do huh. you, you listen to them at all, or is that inaccurate?
6: Um, I think it's I, What it makes me think of is the the fourth track, Casting Shadows. I think okay. that it, it's correct in the way of like, as you guys know, if you've listened to Hobbin, which I guess you have now. Um, it, there's there's obviously a, a wide variance of sounds, of genres. So there's anything from large pop sounds to big anthemic sort of world music sound with big, huge, like taiko drum ensembles and, and there's orchestras. And then there's really simple stuff. And then there's something like Track 4 with my uh, collaborator in L.A., Eric Deniston. Um, Casting Shadows is the name of the song. And it's, you know, he's got this very... Radiohead-esque voice, and that song exemplifies the more Radiohead genre. I would not say overall that, you know, that's a great... Well, no, I
5: I wouldn't say overall either. Listening to it, and you're from the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I live there now, yeah. Okay. I'm from Sacramento, so I know that area. So listening to the music, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see where this came from. Okay. So I, I get it, and the whole sound things and hearing secrets and what have you, you know, Depending on whether or not you've gotten a hold of one of my um, cookies, just depends.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cookies are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
0: By the way, Danny in the chat room, Tamika, says the cookies must have special, in quotation marks, ag- ingredients.
6: Well, well, seeing as you're from Sacramento, I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, fair. hey. Hey, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> now,
5: wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's nothing <laughs> not wrong that. with sac- There's nothing wrong with sucker tomato. No, I do uh, no, on West, West Coast, Coast crime. Um, yeah.
2: right. Now,
5: yeah. oh, cookies, cookies are fine. Cookies are
2: fine. Lila, you Lyle, like you cook, love. like
5: cookie, Like Cookie Monster said, cookies not done
2: yet.
6: So we're like good. forget <laughs> music. Let's talk about cookies, guys. Come on. Actually, right. To tell you guys, it's funny that you brought that up also because <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> my
6: favorite food in the world is cookies. And <laughs> last year for my birthday, I had a well, my favorite food is cookies and noodles. Obviously, I like the glutinous food. Um, yeah. Uh, glutinous. And noodles, birthday party. Yeah. You're right on. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
6: There you yeah. A. Wow. That's, so you, about, right? you like cookies and
0: noodles together?
6: No, not at the same time. Come oh. on. Okay. Oh. I was like, yeah, are was you replacing
0: meatballs with cookies? That's
2: yeah. it.
6: surprise.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Lila, let's... let's Let's talk let's talk a little more about Tamika's uh uh cookies. Now let's let's talk about um your you said that recording can be like hibernation. Now hibernation is sleeping through seasons. Don't you need to be awake to record the
6: album? <laughs> yes, yes. Way to way to read into it, buddy. Come on now. Give me some give me some um a metaphorical flack here. Um, Obviously, I meant it as a metaphor, but, um, you know, it's the feeling of... like For me, what I meant by that was um, I haven't been playing shows for the last year, only very small, you know, private shows, and so I feel like I kind of stepped back from, from the world of being a performer and being public, and, you know, it's like, what have you been doing this whole time? I've been, you know, I've been in the studio. I've been, like, around David Earl, my producer. I've been around... You know, my current manager, I've been, like, hiding in little dark spaces working on this music and not really out in the world. So that's what I meant by that. I,
0: I see. And yeah. you, a lot of your songs are based on the, the pain of human exper- uh, experience and existence. So pretty lighthearted stuff, huh?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm really super easygoing. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
5: Listen to Mr. Sarcastic over here. Well, oh you guys
6: you guys are provoking me. You're getting it. You're you're taking it out of me. <laughs> it's great. Uh, That's I it's warned the, the other we're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. I warned the
0: other band this would be a Barbara Walters type interview. So it's we we're ah. we're, we're we're just warming up. yeah, um,
6: I could so... be more serious if you want, but yes, yes, I love the album of a parent of a year.
0: If <laughs> <laughs> you could start crying actually, that would be best.
6: Blah blah. I can cry mm-hmm. on command.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Actually, so, okay, so, Lila, you, act, speaking of crying and whatnot, you said yes. uh, that doing this album, doing this is like personal therapy. How often does your producing ask you, how does that make you feel?
6: My my personal producing or my producer, Sorry, I didn't catch that.
0: Let's, well, um, well, you said this is like doing personal therapy. So right, right, um, right. Producing music. So, how often does your producing ask you the question? How does this make you feel?
2: Huh?
6: I would say that that question, um, the, the the actual that question doesn't really come up in words. It's more an, a, a, an emotional experience, and, and how it and how it translates is like, oh wow, this feels better. You know, it just feels so good to be able to. Um, you know, take a difficult experience and then turn it into something really exciting and and uh, you know transformative. Like I said earlier, so and, and I don't express really think- it in in a, in a light way to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Well, know. that's what I was going to say too. You were saying that you know I the whole like emo thing, and it's like well, you know, if you knew, maybe you can hear it also just in this interview. Like I'm a pretty like you know uppity person, and I and I you know I'm, I'm pretty happy overall. So it's like. When I go into these states, it's not like it takes over my life. It's like I'm able to uh, just go into the story. Like, even if it was someone else's story, you know, just feel it. Embody it. Yeah. Write this song. Have this amazing transformative experience. And then hopefully break through not, not too soon after. Sometimes it goes on to, you know, longer. But, yeah, I mean, the period of writing the album, you know, I was going through a pretty major emotional thing with the worst breakup of my life. And, yeah, that was hard. And, uh that one lasted a little too long, I'd say. That was like a year of <laughs> difficulty, but now I'm like, Yeah and I'm like, sweet, I wrote an album <laughs> out of that. <laughs> so, what did what do you have to show for that? You know? How do so you <laughs> how you like them apples? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What'd you do with our breakup, buddy? Come on now.
5: <laughs> uh oh. I, I hear the second album coming already. That's the title of it. <laughs> so what you, you do with our breakup, buddy? <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, that sounds like uh, you know. One time, somebody a press, uh, somebody in the in the press at some like press junket for a movie that she was doing, asked uh, Jennifer Aniston, "What was the worst breakup of your life?" <laughs> and she was like, "You got to be kidding me!"
6: <laughs> wow,
0: you know, because the whole Brad Pitt. Anyway. Um, oh, I,
6: but, I'm like I'm like. Which is this supposed to be obvious? Okay, Brad. Of course it's Brad.
0: <laughs> now nah, would have been. See, it's not really in the news right now. Oh, speaking of in the news right now, um, <laughs> given your uh, activism for um, all things good, uh, I assume you were very happy that Rick Santorum won the Iowa, almost won the Iowa caucus. Lila?
6: Pretty much. That you just. The sentence that you just spoke was like gibberish to me. I have no clue what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: let's get back to your music. Um, now, you uh, you have a CD release party coming up, and I've always wanted to go to one of those because I've always wondered what exactly do people do, just sit around in a room quietly and listen to your music? That's got to be pretty <laughs> okay. awkward and nerve-wracking for you.
6: Come on now. You've been to a CD release party. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> it's basically just a show it's a it's a regular old show, except it's you know there's a lot of press and media around it because it's um it'll be the first show for the album release. It's been really hard to hold off on playing shows. people have definitely been you know inviting me to play all these shows, and I have to turn them down because it's like these are all new sounds, all new rig, all new band, all new look, all new everything so the show's gonna be big it's gonna have um all sorts of amazing um acts. Um, on the lineup. It, where is it going to be? It's at the Town New Island. Parrot, which is in Oakland, California.
2: Oakland, so, Oaktown, okay. Um,
5: yeah. Have you played at the, um, God, now I want to say the right name, but you'll probably know what I'm talking about. It's at the end of, hey, Ashbury, like right there by San Francisco State. What is it? Uh, it's some place called Belly something or something like that. It's a, it's a cool little club. As soon as I can think of the name of it, I'll uh, message it to you.
2: Because no it's idea. a really
5: cu- it's a really cool little club and it's right at the end of Haight Ashbury Street, right cool, before I'm you sure. get to San Diego or excuse me San Diego San Francisco
0: State University. So right on. yeah,
6: text me. Um, send okay. it to me. Twitter Hello. me that.
0: Yep. <laughs> now when uh, Twitter me that, Batman. Well, um, the. <laughs> thank you. Th- thank you. Yeah, I, I see. I I got your pop culture reference. Ah, huh. one for me.
6: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> um. Now. Let's um I wanna play one of your songs, break the listeners off, uh, with the title track from your uh C D, Heart Machine. Oh by the way, the press uh the sorry, the, the C D release uh listening party, uh what's the date and time of that?
6: Um it's it's uh wait, the listening party? It's a release party. It's just a party. It's a show. It's a show. <laughs> it's February eighteenth and the doors open at uh at eight and that's at the new parish, Oakland, California.
0: Holler, and do you want to go ahead and set up uh, Heart
6: Machine? You talking to me?
2: Yeah. Do you want to go
0: ahead and just tell tell our listeners uh, what the song's about?
6: Oh, sure. I'm like, you want me to press play on something? I can't do that over the phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not yet. Uh, Heart Machine. Heart Machine is one of those great things that you know when you meet someone, you're like, it's like this this sweet, hot quick moment and you're like, what was that for? And then it ends in some really weird way. And you're like, damn, that was such a ridiculous, you know, I don't call anything a waste of time because for this reason, um, you know, I, I birthed this song and, like, it was, like, one of those really quick ones, like, in a couple nights kind of thing with uh, my very good friend, Lynx. She's an amazing performer. She's doing really well right now. She's on tour and stuff. Um, she, her vocals are featured on there in her production as well. So, yeah, it's just about... <laughs> It's it's it's. I mean, I already described the title of the album, but it's it's sort of what my like tendency to just go really hard and heavy into like my my connections with with people and wanting to just be so much within love all the time. And uh, I, I'm gonna just leave it at that right now.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome. well, here yeah. she is, Lila Rose with Heart Machine. We'll be right back with Lila. Oh,
6: okay. mine's back on her. Yeah. <laughs>
4: All right. Turn
6: Awesome.
5: That was, and I mean, like the way you described it as when you meet someone and, and you're with someone and you have that intensity of your heart beating almost just indiscriminately with that other person.
6: Hmm. Yeah. Kind of nice. You never do know. You know, <laughs> it's like you know. I just I see it like everyone. You have the potential to have an amazing, profound experience with Mm -hmm. just about anything anytime anyone so Mm -hmm. might as well be present to it you know (laughs) exactly
5: be present
6: exactly yeah yeah
0: it's really such a, a a unique full different sound and you got a beautiful voice i really i'm digging that song i'm digging your other tracks too i really like uh you know obsession fantastic uh just everyone should go check her out at lilarosemusic.com and follow her on Twitter at lilarosemusic. Is it, is it Twitter or is it Twatter? <laughs> Wait a minute. See? Twitter.
6: Twatter.
0: Twatter, okay. Now, Lila, it says that you uh, in your bio you care a lot about environmental issues. If you have a problem with your environment, why don't you just move?
6: What are you saying to me? <laughs> Where would I move to?
0: You have a problem with your environment or the, the environment?
6: I I see what you're getting at. You're tricky one. Um, I I care deeply for environmental issues, and environment issues that are that are causing environmental, you know, destruction of of sorts. Is that what is that what you would like to ask me about? <laughs>
0: yes, which brings me to my next question. Uh-huh. Would you like or dislike this statement? I drive an SUV because it's cold where I live, so I want to speed up global warming so I can live in a tropical environment. You're hurting me. Sorry.
6: You're hurting me. It's like it's like stabbing my heart. It's so crazy. When I was growing up, like I can remember being in it was like grade 6 or something and my friends, like they were my friends. They would like rip paper, like blank white paper in front of me to like see me cringe. I'd be like, no, it's just, it's, been, it's inherent to me. I just care tremendously about our earth. I don't know. Call me crazy. What if they recycled
5: <laughs> it? Then that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Once well, if they ripped it, then if they recycled it, then that's okay. Well, but this, yeah, I don't think but so. But then if it's, they
6: didn't recycle it, then that's a problem. It still takes a lot of energy to run the recycling plant and all that stuff. But anyway. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've seen an
0: increasing amount of trash all around, like on the on the streets of of Brooklyn lately. Tamika, have you noticed this in Queens lately? Just it's it's like way more than about a decade ago.
5: Sounds I, Well, the thing is, people are moving to places where they can afford, and then you see more of stuff that they are relinquishing. That's what I think is what's taking place. Because I've I've only been out here in Queens for, you know, less than six months. Um, Love the area, but I have noticed over the past six months even, because we haven't had any major snow yet, that I think that's what people are doing they're just relinquishing things that they held on to that they no longer need to hold on to and trying to, dissipate with that at this at this point I mean who knows either that or the trash ain't picking up and I know I tipped our trash <laughs> guy
0: so I don't know <laughs> now uh, Lila what is your opinion on this new hipster trend of wearing fake glasses when you don't need them <laughs>
6: oh you you are so on top of my head yeah cause you saw. you must have seen my little video that I posted this morning didn't you
0: I, I did not. know. this is this this just this is a, just a random. This what? is
6: Ryan. You call him a tricky one. This is Ryan. Come on. So. well, I'm shocked if you didn't see my video because you're actually like totally poking fun at me right now because I did post this silly little like one day until my release and I am totally wearing some hipster glasses. So you know, well, here, wait, let me preface <laughs> that by saying I have horrible vision and I do wear glasses. Um, mm-hmm. I do not wear them publicly, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes it's just fun. I, I, as a glasses wearer, I do find it ridiculous when people wear them like all the time out. I'm like, do you really want to wear fake glasses? Like I need that shit, but you know, I did wear them. <laughs> it's fun. Exactly. But, you know, people can do whatever now, they want.
0: Yeah. Just to, to prove to you that I had no idea about that video, it's actually, uh, the reason that that question was in your questions is because one of the guys who works on this show, I was with him on New Year's Eve, and I had uh, fake hipster glasses on, and he oh, and my other no. friend thought they were ridiculous, and then the other one liked them. You know, you always have about 50-50. And I took a risk, but it had nothing to do with uh, your video, which is fascinating.
6: Well, you know what they say, it doesn't matter what other people think, right? I mean, Where you want <laughs> to wear. This how you
0: feel. Yeah, exactly. T-
6: Those glasses make you feel good, Jen. Just rock them.
0: (laughs) Now, Tamika, I think her, Tamika's glasses, Tamika, they
6: make make you feel a certain
2: way.
5: Yeah, my glasses make me feel a certain way because I need them. But I finally (laughs) had health insurance for once in my life and got some glasses that don't make me look real crazy. But now I really do look like a dirty librarian. So, you know.
2: I would think my glasses
5: <laughs> my glasses look good on me. And I put my hair up and if I dress up and what have you, fine. You know, but yeah. I take the glasses off, hair down, all bets are off. Cuz then I really I honestly cannot see you. So I don't know. I you could that. be really cute and I could be kissing someone and you're cute but then the glasses come on It's like, "Oh no, no."
6: you are like, whoa. I
5: yeah. And I don't No, no, you take him with you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oops. <laughs> now let's uh in just a moment we got vintage blue coming up. Um, but let's just uh let's close with this. You uh your music has been um, categorized at least in in a bio I read of yours as cinematic pop. Um, would you agree with that genre? Is that is that how you would describe your your music? Or I mean, and if so, how would you define cinematic pop? If not, how would you classify your genre? Or would you?
6: It is actually um, classified as cinematic indie pop, so you got most of it. Um, it was coined by my producer, actually David Earle, in that little promo video that we shot before the album came out. Is well, yeah, before tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I think it's really appropriate, you know, because it is such, such a multi-genre album, um, like I described earlier. Just that, you know, the big differences between the songs and and how and you know the style behind them. Cinematic indie pop really summarizes overall the sound. Cinematic because of the huge anthemic kind of or- orchestral production, which everyone will hear tomorrow once the album is out.
5: Well, they can look at Kataka too, and get a, a good idea, too.
0: That movie Gattaca.
2: <laughs> I will check that out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let me find out. You just referenced Gattaca. Uh,
2: because of
5: the... the the orchestration of her music and mm-hmm. orchestration of that music, uh, the background music for that entire feature is mm-hmm. very much like her music. So oh, it, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it, that's why, you know, there's a method to my madness. And <laughs> I'm
6: I'm, <laughs> I'm a stop. I'm, I'm from Sacramento. I what think, you want? I think, yeah. What I've been hearing is that this album is definitely, um, there's some tracks in there, like, uh, what's it called, Unbroken, that are just so cinematic, so huge that they're, you know, definitely for licensing and film. So hopefully that's that's definitely yeah. the goal. But um yeah. I just got to do a shout-out right now because my, my phone is blowing up with these texts being like, you got to shout-out to my boys in L.A. who are, who are <laughs> in my project, my side project, So hard <laughs> I'm going be recording uh, the, our, like, it's a side project, we're doing our album in, like, a month from now. So we're going to release another album with these guys, um, really soon, and put that out, which is really cool. I just got to say that because they're, like, texting me right now. <laughs> okay.
2: guys.
6: <laughs> 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 Cinematic. All right, nice. Yes, I think it's good. Getting,
0: getting that plug in. Uh, well, Lila, I can't thank you enough for doing it. Uh, this was a pleasure. Check her out, LilaRoseMusic.com, and I hope Bye. you come back.
5: Bye, Lila. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, and don't hate on Sack of Tomato. <laughs> don't. I
6: don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. I got you. All right. You. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Have a Bye. Good Take care.
2: You. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: All right. And uh, we got Vintage Blue coming up. Uh, Tamika, remember I, I told you I was going to tell you about that um, uh, Tammy Blanchard, Daniel Radcliffe moment? Oh, no. But, yeah. <laughs> um, what <laughs> happened was uh, oh, one no, of the
5: – no. R- no, no. Start the story what? off right.
0: Huh? What had happened? Oh, oh okay. Well, sorry. What had happened was was that we uh wrong. were were doing a show, uh, Blazing Rye Radio Show with Jared Reddick from Bowling for Soup and Tammy Blanchard, Tony Award winner, Tammy Blanchard, um, uh, mm-hmm. or Tony nominee rather, and and Tammy winner and all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so uh, one of the questions was a made up question. It was kind of like this hipster glasses thing just now. It was a made up question that said. Like, I heard that you requested in a scene to alter the blocking so that you are sitting on Daniel Radcliffe's lap, true or false. And then that was a, it was just made up. And, and then Tammy Blanchard goes,
2: Ooh.
0: how did you hear that? How did you, oh, I guess I'm caught now. And she tells this whole story about how they altered the blocking. And I was, like, cracking up. And I was, like, wait a minute. No, no, no. That wasn't really, that wasn't real. I didn't really hear that. And she was, like, oh, well, joke's on me now.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> because I I
5: believe that happened.
0: <laughs> Next up, no, because... we have a talented rock fan from, Chicago, Illinois, please welcome to Blaze and Rye Vintage Blues.
7: Is this thing on? Oh. Is this
1: thing
2: on?
7: <laughs> 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 All
1: right, we have
0: Ryan Tibbs. Ryan Hello, Ryan, how are you?
7: How are you doing, sir?
0: Good, sir. And we have Will Crowden or Crowden, how do you pronounce
7: you got it right, my friend. You did the, the exact opposite of uh, everyone's first uh, pronunciation, so thanks for doing that. Crowden it is.
0: Oh, crowding. See, always trust your instincts. It's the number one thing I learned in drama school. Always trust your instincts. Yeah. Now, Syracuse. <laughs>
7: Syracuse. Syracuse, right?
0: Yeah. How would you know?
7: Uh-oh. Uh, we do our research do, on do, you, buddy. We do do jokes oh, as well, my friend.
2: Uh-oh. off the off. grid,
7: though. Couldn't find anything uh-oh. out about her. just off the grid. <laughs>
2: uh-oh.
7: <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay,
0: so first off, uh, you guys, you used to be Tanglewood and now Vintage Blue. Uh, why the name change?
1: Well, we were Tanglewood back in the old days. We were kind of doing a lot of covers around the around the city, different uh, kind of cover venues. And it was kind of interesting. We started working with our producer. We... Uh, <laughs> We were basically told, you know, hey, there's about a billion Tanglewoods out there. There's Tanglewood, you know, there's uh, real estate listings. There's You try to find us on the Internet as Tanglewood, it was nearly impossible to find us.
7: So when we, uh, and there's also a music venue out on the East Coast called that. So it was basically, uh, you know, a web recognition thing to get ourselves out there. And uh, we were just told we had to, to change the name if we wanted to have any sort of web presence. So that was the the main reason.
0: And why, why Vintage Blue? What does that name mean?
1: Well, you know, in mean, Chicago we come to the you know just a kind of blues town. We do blue in there is kind of an homage to you know all the great uh, the blues guys who are from this area. But in vintage, I always had you know there were a, a few bands in the past where I really wanted to use the, the word vintage. I always liked the connotation because the type of music that we listen to and that we're influenced by is you know some of the older rock groups. You know, you got like Creedence and Zeppelin and the Doors, guys like that. Um, and that kind of it was like just a, a kind of a feel. And uh, we put the two words together and just, it came. It really came together well. We just, we just liked how it sounded.
0: Yeah, and and you you actually you mentioned that you were doing covers before. What mostly did you cover? Did you cover bands like Creedence and Zeppelin, or uh, what what were you covering?
2: Ab-
1: absolutely, man. We did a lot of uh, a lot of other stuff too. We did a lot of uh, Johnny Cash, some Elvis tunes, uh, mm-hmm. Eagles. You know, like a lot of just there's a lot of different genres out there that we all like, and we all have a different uh, you know our, our our musical influences are all different. So we kind of try to bring those to the front and uh, and you know and mix it up. Yeah, but I can tell uh, that and, that's
5: your genre uh, just because of one of the songs that you have. Almost sounds like a mixture between Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, which are not anywhere near Chicago area.
7: But you must be talking like, about so tra- track two, um, right?
5: Yes, which is yes. I believe it's track two, which is yeah, what un- un- exactly, You guys aren't from that area, but you're from Chicago, but you listen to those folks.
1: Oh, yeah, but I mean, you know, the, we, we are definitely, I guess you could say, children of the 90s. We love Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, I mean, all those guys, Soundgarden, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: those
1: guys. So, like, like a ton of other people out there, they're just a very influential. I mean, yeah. there's definitely elements of that in our music, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's so interesting that you say that tonight, because earlier today I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about um, that era of music, and I was like, I I said, cause I, I said something about... Um, the 90s, and she said, "Well, I like the music of the 90s." And I was like, "Wasn't that the best? Like immediately post Nirvana? It was like Counting Crows, Stone Temple Pilots, Town Garden, Collective Soul, Pearl Jam—just the like, what a great sound!" And then you had bands like Nickelback going ruin
1: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, man. No, we loved. It. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to check out uh, Pearl Jam 20, the Cameron Crowe film, and it, it is awesome. So if you haven't had a chance, check it out. It's pretty cool. Not yet. History. I noticed
0: it's on Netflix, though, so it's on the watch
1: instantly there. Yeah, I man, it's got some really cool history about how the band started, some some really cool stuff that you might find interesting.
0: Awesome. Mm. Um,
1: Very now, cool.
0: Now, y- being from Chicago, um, <clears throat> what does Chi-Town bring to your
7: music? Does it
0: does it ever have a bit of Kanye or R. Kelly influence? Because if it doesn't, it should. <laughs>
7: No, no, but we certainly want to collaborate with those guys <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately,
2: immediately. No, you, it's, uh, it's the definitely is,
5: you guys. You guys really should just for the simple fact that you guys are all musicians, and if you've heard any of Jay Z's with Lincoln Park,
7: oh, then so, oh yeah, yeah. you
5: guys no, can I, go I was, I was straight into.
7: I was I was you know. dead serious when I said that I would love to to yeah. go outside of our quote genre to just do you know do something with with an artist that you'd never expect um,
0: mm-hmm. you know a
7: rock
5: group so don't to do get it from. at
0: Iggy's karaoke bar on the Upper East Side because yeah <laughs> <laughs> Iggy right. yeah don't do yeah. that, um, so that that's another TV. goal of yours you want to break into different uh, genres <laughs> in within your your music.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, we always want to keep expanding and kind of, you know, learning new things. And we want to definitely grow as a band. I mean, part of that process is, you know, listening to new music, seeing what you like out there, and kind of incorporating that. Um, and then, you know, some of your older influences, too. I mean, you want to build something new, obviously. You don't want to, you don't want to create music that's been done before. So that's always, uh, you know, always in the forefront for us is trying to find a way to create something that's unique to us. And, uh, you know, we do that by, you know, like I said, all the guys in the band. have a, We have a lot of different uh, influences, guys from all the United States. We've got, you know, our sax player is a music teacher. He's got a very, you know, theory-driven kind of way that he writes music and does things. And then we've got, you know, guys like me that are more, I just do stuff based on feel. I mean, I'm not much of a of a theory kind of guy when it comes to writing music. I just, you know, I, I listen to the chords. I try to think of the way the words will go over the chords. so I'm much more of a uh you know write in a much different way than some of the other guys do but when we get together it's uh it, it comes together really well.
0: And how would you describe your genre of music? Would you say it's rock, alternative rock, folk rock, indie rock what do you think?
7: If there if we could invent a category called contemporary classic rock, I think that's what we call
0: it.
2: <laughs> contemporary you know, I
0: I'm I majored in contemporary classic theater, so it's that's, that can happen.
2: All, is, right.
0: That's,
2: it it's, all right, all right. That's yeah, not, that's not maybe right. we'll <laughs> coin that. Yeah, yeah he totally um, It happened here. you heard it
0: here first. We need to talk about your album title. It it says, "Strike the mix." Now, isn't that offensive to Irish people? <laughs> well, you, you chose
7: to you chose to take it there, but it's actually it's actually "Strike the Mics." We love we love Irish people. I'm Irish. <laughs>
2: In fact, I Ryan no doesn't really mean going.
7: Irish rogue accent.
2: I love you. I want to marry you. You're my father. Oh,
0: very nice. That's very nice. nice I think. Yeah. Irish, but I did my best. Very good. Answer.
2: Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob, oh, yeah. yes.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so you actually, you guys have a funny story. Uh, now that we've cleared up that you're not, you know, we don't have any uh, racist <laughs> problems. We love, we love them.
2: Everybody. You have a very
0: funny story about how your new album, Strike the Mics, got its title. So let's not tell it, because we don't tell funny stories on this radio show. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, all right. So, I'm
1: serious. Okay.
7: So when we were in the studio with our producer, Jamie Candeloro, um, who's a great guy, and we should talk about, too, but... Um, you know, he had everything, he had a methodology, he was setting up all the microphones, and uh, when we started doing the drum tracking, which is what he wanted to start with, um, you know, there were, I don't know, something like 36 to 40 mics in the room, and we returned the next day after the first day of tracking, and some things had been moved, and, um, you know, mic- mics had been taken down and changed, and he was just beside himself and upset, so... He wrote a note every night after, from then on after we left the studio that said, you know, do not strike the mics or I will maim you or do not strike the mics or I will kill you or <laughs> harm you or murder you or set you on fire, you know, to all the, the studio engineers and interns that were in and out of there when we weren't. So um, at the end, we kind of all looked around at each other and kind of said, all right, now you can strike the mics. And then it was just kind of a moment of like, wow, that could be what the record is. So um it was def- definitely some funny moments, but uh, that's where the title came from. Strike the mics.
0: Tamika, how, how many mics have you worked with at one time?
2: <laughs>
5: wow. Well, good question. Um Well, Jesus, it, it just depends on what you're recording. You know, if, if you're doing a live recording music-wise, yeah. um, if you're on a sound stage and you're doing that, or that's all I have to say about that.
3: <laughs>
5: we're we're gonna stay out of that one.
0: Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I have so no political
5: it's... career after this entire show. I'm done.
0: Such a weird answer, but thank you. Um, Are
5: you okay. running for
2: office after this?
5: Am I running for office after? This? I should at this particular point with this people that they have up there, but no. No, what, what I'm saying uh, is just... You have yeah. our vote, too. Yeah.
7: you got our vote. Yeah, I'm going to vote for you. Yeah, I mean,
5: it's just... I mean, come on. Who Who's going to be perfect? I think Strike the Mic is an absolutely fabulous um, title, just for the simple fact, like you said, someone that is that into sound mm. is going to threaten your life if you fuck with their equipment
2: for high Absolutely. Excuse, absolutely. excuse, excuse did, my yeah.
5: language, but that's how... As an engineer as well, that's how I am. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who takes my notebook, I'll crack their windpipe. But then, as a medic, but then as a medic, then I gotta help them. So no, I don't do that. So no, I I, I like I really like the title of you know strike the mic. I got it. I was barely, That's why I was quiet.
7: Thanks so much. Until
5: Ryan asked something silly. So.
2: Um,
0: now I. Uh, let's let's talk about your dual writing tandem where you have two different people penning lyrics separately. So you can actually have a song where one verse is about an apple
1: and another verse in the same song is about an orange. Uh, do you normally
0: have these problems?
1: No, we don't normally have those problems. We do the the way we write is kind of. Uh, I guess it's. I'm sure some other artists collaborate in this way but we we kind of do a lot of stuff the initial idea I'll have an idea myself and then Ben the other main songwriter who's unfortunately on a plane back from San Francisco right now uh he'll have his ideas and we kind of uh you know we kind of write separately at the beginning come together um and then kind of see you know wh- what can we add what can we change and we really uh you know respect each other's ideas and that was really the big thing about uh, about our band at the beginning we really wanted to make sure that the people had ideas or they wanted to throw things in there that every idea is, is taken seriously. And uh, and because of that, we've come up with some cool stuff. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, our bass player might say, oh, hey, you should do this here. Or, uh, you know, Will might say, I think you should, guys should change this up. And we're, uh, you know, we're not so proud that we're not, you know, that we're afraid to to let those things change when we have an
7: initial vision. So uh, that that's kind of how it starts, you know, and then we kind of build
1: it from here,
2: there. Here, here.
5: There you go.
7: And even, even up until the um – you know, when we got with Jamie, our producer, to get into the studio and work on the record, I mean, he came in a couple nights before, you know, our few days doing the drum tracking, and we were making changes on the fly first thing in the studio because and he he he's an expert because he's got all this experience and we weren't too proud to listen to him and say, okay, well maybe on, on you know, from my perspective, you know, maybe we do need sixteenth notes here on this drum pattern or maybe it would sound better with eighth notes instead of uh quarter notes. So uh we're always open to suggestions and again like Ryan said, nobody's too proud and we just want to make sonically the best sound possible. And sometimes it takes someone from, you know, a thirty thousand foot view to say, wait a minute, what about this? And then all of a sudden you go, Damn, that really sounds good
2: hmm And this guy's you guys
1: know, I mean, he is an amazing guy. He's produced Ryan Adams, uh he's produced REM, he's worked with the Eagles, Willie, uh, Willie Nelson. I mean, the, the guy is an amazing guy, so if you get a chance to look him up too, he's great.
5: That's a midget sitting on top of a on top of a giant that can see over everything.
2: So that's good.
5: <laughs> you know, see stuff that you can't see, and then he lets you see it and you're like, Okay, I can hear it, let's go.
2: Precisely.
1: I love your your midgets on top of Giants analogy. It's amazing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I happen to be a midget, but it's cool. I'm joking. I'm not a midget.
5: (laughs) uh, Are we going to hear their music right now or
0: what? Well, 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 uh, since this is your your debut full-length album, congratulations. Have you had midget albums before this one debuted?
2: (laughs) you know as, as
1: tango we did like uh we did a little six song ep but it wasn't really you know the level of the professionalism on this one is is just i mean far and away beyond anything we'd ever worked on before or or worked with before so um we've got some of the songs definitely in the back catalog we were thinking about redoing potentially and
7: uh yeah it was just more of a level of production and yep. um you know kind of some first time mistakes and uh looking back and uh-oh. Whoops. Sorry. That's wild. Is someone calling Tamika
1: right no. now? Is that your cell phone?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I accidentally hit a, a button on the switchboard.
7: Um, Sorry, continue. Uh, I thought that I thought that just meant, Will, you're boring. Get on with it. <laughs> um, I that was your Indie Electronica button.
2: No,
5: Will, uh, you sound actually very sexy, so please continue.
7: Oh, really? I have, I have been told I have a good radio voice. This kid, I yeah, mean I was, Ryan, you should hire this kid. These this kid's got a
1: voice for radio, man.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I was wondering earlier in the interview what Tamika you thought of his voice, so uh, it's no it's not surprising that, that you mentioned it.
2: Uh, all, right,
7: all right, let me I'm gonna get a Having little no deeper word. and more, more, more bassy for you as we go here. How's that? Having it's all no very word. white now. It's all very white. No, but uh, but this time we really, with Jamie, we really, I think, even in, in with some of the first mixes when he was sending them to us, kind of looked at each other and said, "Damn, you know, we didn't we didn't know it could sound this good." And uh, well, even being in the, in the studio hearing hearing what he did with it, so I think that you know that first EP is something you know those songs are something that we certainly are proud of, uh, and may may redo at some point or or reintroduce. Um, you know, I really think that this strike the mic's record is is the best we've done yet and we're super proud of it.
0: And and what do you say to your critics who say that you're just ripping off NWA?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the similarities are astounding, aren't they? They're just astounding similarities. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanna I, break I our
2: something.
0: listeners <laughs> I wanna break our listeners off with a uh with a song of yours, let's. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and can you tell us a little bit uh, about Unchained? We touched a little bit on it earlier, uh, but go ahead and set it up if you will.
1: Well, that's that's one of Ben's tunes, and uh, he. It kind of a lot of his tunes are about uh, love, heartbreak, a little bit of um, angst, angst. You know, being with someone and maybe <laughs> you know not being the right thing and trying to find a way to get out of it, trying to find a way
7: to an amicable, amicable, excuse me, departure. But uh, I think this one's about uh, finding a little bit of freedom for Ben um, from a relationship and a love standpoint uh, and getting it out in an aggressive tone, if you will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's free Ben. In aggressive tone. Free Ben, here they are. Vintage Blue with Unchained. We'll be right back with Ryan and Will and Tamika (laughs) Mine.
7: that one baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Talk to Lila Rose about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we heard we heard. We were listening in,
7: man.
0: Um now, uh, hey Tamika, are you uh have you at any point during this radio show tonight felt a certain way? <laughs>
5: That's an unfair question
2: to ask, so Hey, I'm please tell, tell us, yeah, Blazin' Rye Radio no longer
1: out. retains the rights to the Certain Way theme song. Hit the brakes, Florence. Back to you, Ryan,
7: and what's her name?
0: All right, now, Ryan and Will, um, what's your favorite song to play live?
7: Uh, for me, my favorite song is Speak, uh, track four off the record. Uh, it is the, the sequel, and uh still like... Can listen to it on repeat on my iPod when I'm working out or doing whatever, and love to you know crack the sticks together to count off uh uh a four count prior to playing it at a live show, so that's that's my favorite speak,
0: okay, and uh, Tamika, are you having a Caesar
1: over there?
5: no Tamika okay I'm over there. there? I'm fine. I'm listening to some asshole with a motorcycle, like, try and fix it out in front of my window. Sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. Uh, I'm okay, here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to feel a certain way. I wasn't until he pulled that, excuse me, bullshit with the Florence <laughs> hit the brakes thing. Hit
0: the brakes, Florence.
2: Um, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: and, and and is this, is this, uh, is Speak both of your favorite songs, or just...
2: No, my
1: mine, this is Ryan. Mine uh, probably is this little bit, a little bit departure of, you know, something like Unchained. It's the exact opposite. A song like What Lies, which is track nine, it's more of like a kind of a slower, got more of like a Jack Johnsony kind of, uh, uh, you know, Beach Boys kind of feel to it, which I kind of, the type of song Really? Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of like when I, I wrote it when I was in Costa Rica and uh, doing awesome. a little surfing down there. And so, you know, you get in that type of mode and you, uh, you know they you kind of get that kind of feeling in those types of tunes and you're down there and that's where it kind of got inspired from so um that's kind of my that's one of my favorite ones on there because it's got just a different feel and you know we've got a lot of great different sounds that's kind of what I love about this record is you've got a song like Unchained and then you got a song like Great Divide which is track 12 which has a lot of you know a lot of uh you know, strings, a lot of effort into that tune. So it's just a completely different departure. I kind
7: of, I kind of like that. There's really something for everyone on the record, which is... More and, I'll,
5: and I'll merge it for everyone. As a black woman listening to this record, having graduated from Long Beach State in California, taking a surfing class, one of my favorite bands was Alice in Chains. So
2: yeah, oh yeah, sure.
5: So listening to Unchained immediately when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that sounds like Soundgarden and Out in Chains, but different and bluegrass and, you know. Just oh, different. yeah, for so. sure. And, and again, it's just, it's just nice to hear people express um, their feelings, positive feelings or negative, within music and do it in a way that is actually audible to other people.
2: If yeah, for listen sure. To it.
7: Yeah. Well, thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. No problem. Now, if, now, who is who is the best-looking member of the band?
7: Oh my god, this is no,
1: okay, I'm gonna, no. Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw this out there. This guy Will Crowden, our drummer, is no, one no, sexy no. bastard. Shut Ryan, up, no. shut up, let me finish. He's gonna walk away now, he's blushing. I'm just telling you, this guy is a sexy bastard. The the voice matches the face. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's so I'm mad. not gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> don't, don't trust
7: this guy at all. Do not trust this guy. It's it's Ryan Tibbs, by way. No, no. The trust me. Trust me. Wow. We do you want do you want us to leave you two alone?
2: <laughs> yeah, we're we're
7: gonna go on a mandate. Go. <laughs>
0: um, hey, now as long as I get what?
5: calendars like I was promised from the last yes, guest that I never got yet, that's fine.
0: What? Oh. You're talking about a calendar?
5: Yeah, but that's another story. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> wait, Lila has a calendar?
5: Well, no, no, wait. not her. No, there was another guest we had, but like I said, go ahead. Cancel, cancel, okay. never happens. Never, never happens.
2: Excuse me, Ryan, for interrupting your
5: interview.
0: Continue. No, no, please. see, that's that's why I keep you around. We just never know what's going to come out.
2: Keep
4: me around.
2: Wow. wow. I, I
0: just, yeah, there we go. I didn't mean that the way I said it. Apologies. Now maybe you two should leave us to, uh, alone. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Getting <laughs> dramatic, getting <laughs> it's getting dramatic over there. getting dramatic. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, so... We've established who the, the best looking member of the band is. Um now if, if you if you had to or were privileged enough to cover an Aerosmith song, which one would it be?
1: Oh man, I love Mamakin, one of my favorites actually. Momakin, Mamakin, M A M A Kin, K I N. Okay. Momakin. And what i it out sometime. We've also done Sweet Emotion uh, live a few times. That's, that's a great tune as well. Yeah, I know uh, that one.
0: And, um, wh- who, okay, so who, Who? well, speaking of all these bands, we talked about Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith, Greetings Clearwater Revival. Um, <laughs> Al- who are and, and
5: Soundgarden.
0: And Soundgarden. <laughs> and, and, of course, Nickelback, who ruined it all, really. <laughs> ruined, I, it. Just ruined it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that Nickelback came around, ruined everything, and then you got these bands like Nickelback and Lifehouse and, uh, what do you call it, um, um, uh, Three Doors Down and stuff, but but what had to happen was they ruined that sound, that whole early 90s sound, so now, like, the, the innovative rockers of today had to come around and totally change the sound. So now, thank God they did, but it's an entirely different sound. Like, it, it kind of goes... Way back to like a '60s sound almost with the Strokes and Arctic Monkeys and and the Killers and stuff. So it's really, uh, I don't know. I, it's all Nickelback's fault, is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> as,
7: well, Tamika all right. coach, as Tamika coached you earlier, she would say what had happened was Nickelback what?
5: happened. <laughs> See, <laughs> well, thank you. Oh my God! Someone
0: listened to me. Oh my God! <laughs> okay.
1: We're like a laser beam on you, sister. We're like a laser beam.
0: Well, so ahead. we t- talked about all these bands that you look up to. Uh, well, well, who are bands that you uh, look up to, as in are taller than you, not that influenced you? Taller than us?
1: Wow, that's a tough that's question. That's yeah, we're, all, we, we're all like skyscrapers.
0: We're
3: all
1: pretty tall, so I don't know. I mean, what's that one guy from uh, Midnight Oil who's like six foot seven?
5: Midnight wow. Oil. Oh my God! Yes, Sebastian Bach. Tough. There
0: you go, He's Sebastian like Bach. It's like six six. Oh, six, six. Yeah. Well, Tamika, do you know what time it is?
5: Uh, I'm not quite sure because I'm, I'm still a little upset at you, so uh,
2: I've,
5: I've turned the I've turned the lights
0: off and dimmed. You turn the lights off. Okay. Well, I turn the lights
5: um, off and dim the clock. I don't know what time you, it
0: is. What time is it? If you turn is, the
5: lights off, then you can't see the calendar that you
0: randomly brought up earlier.
5: Okay. Well, no, I can do that. What? What do you need from me? What? What? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, this, this is. I'm gonna tell you. That? This is exactly what a Broadway star asked me. What do you want from me? And I looked at him <laughs> and said, Nothing. Get away from me. I don't know who you are. But no.
0: What's What's good? What? What's going on? What is on? this? What is this game that we usually play on the show that it's time for right now? Maybe that's something we to do. We are scared
7: right now. Yeah,
1: I'm
0: afraid
5: oh, you no. guys sound. I'm, I'm scared today. too
2: cuz I know that game. Oh no. <laughs> just okay. go ahead and just go ahead and do it. Just okay. Fine. Let's open it up. Oh God, who's a mess you. Oh, love the mess. Love the mess. Love Well, since
0: Tanika adamantly refused to give you guys the title of the game that we're about to play because she's so mad at me, it is called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you guys a list of things and you tell me if they are hot or a hot mess. and Blue, are you ready? We are ready. Okay. Uh, First up on Hot or Hot Mess, Justin Bieber.
2: Hot, or hot, oh, hot
0: dude.
1: So hot. So hot.
2: So hot.
1: I know Tamika's a believer. She's a believer for sure.
2: Yeah, just, are
5: you a believer? He got a new haircut and he supposedly impregnated someone, so I mean, I don't know.
7: He's turning it up. He's turning up the heat, so we're gonna give him a hot. Yeah.
5: Yeah, we're gonna give him a hot this week.
7: Okay. For the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Give him a hot Tamika, that's the first time you've ever said anything positive or encouraging about Justin
1: Bieber.
5: (laughs) Because it's 2012. What's wrong with you? Did you know the world was in there?
1: We got five months left, guys. Enjoy it.
5: Yeah, right? So what?
0: What? Come
1: on. Let's go. Sounds like we're about to get an uh, actual fist
0: fight. Next up on Hot or Hot Mess, Rick Santorum. Hotter,
1: man. <laughs> you love talking about Rick Santorum, don't you? You brought up on Lila's interview. Are you are you pro Rick?
0: I'm pro the description that you look up on on the
1: Google.
2: Oh, so you're liberal.
1: That would be act inaccurate description.
2: <laughs>
1: will want you to take this one. You know, I'm not to be honest. I don't follow politics that much, man. I mean, I'm not really. I'm kind of indifferent to Rick, to be honest with you. Okay. And what about you, Will? Mild, mild mess. I don't know. A mild mess.
0: A mild mess. Mild mess. And Tonika?
5: Hot fucking mess.
2: Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> said
5: hot
0: fucking mess? Is that what you said?
5: Yes, sir. That is exactly um, what I said.
0: Just to clear it up, a Santorum <laughs> is the frothy mix of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the
1: byproduct of anal sex. Oh, my God. I, I, wow, you are that's very descriptive. We like that. We like that. So then that would be a hot mess.
5: That would, so I be guess
1: specific. that equates to hot mess. <laughs>
5: or or okay, my really specific. graphic description. Sorry, fellas. So long game. Um,
7: we, we, get, we put our earmuffs on for that one. Or for some people, that could be hot. Yeah, it could be hot, too. could be hot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, would you guys... Um, Will and Ryan, would you guys ever play an encore that consisted of the same song three
1: times in a row?
2: <laughs>
1: wow. Well, I guess, uh, you know, I, I would love to have that problem. If we had fans that were so rabid they wanted us to play it three
7: times in a row, then well, hell yeah, why not? Yeah, man. I mean, at, at this point, probably not, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so,
0: so, so you guys tell me if this description of a Neil Diamond concert... <laughs> by Broadway's uh, Ben Cameron from the cast of Wicked, Aida, and Footloose. Is this description of a Neil Diamond concert hot or a hot mess? He did three encores of Sweet Caroline. <laughs> I was I he did I three, see, I... th- th- what? three encores of the same uh, song? Uh, oh,
2: yeah,
1: in a row, because people can't get enough. And then you've got a stadium full of people all screaming,
2: so good, so good, so good. So good! <laughs> Probably you know he's going to
1: Chicago. He's gonna be at the House of Blues here in about, uh, I think it's like a couple months here actually, yeah. and the tickets are oh, yeah. ridiculous. I mean people pay top dollar to see Neil. I'm going yeah. hot mess on that one. One
7: of my best friends would I love
5: concur. to see Neil Diamond, but I'm not. That, that's a hot mess. People hot
0: people hot pay mess. top dollar to see, him, see Neil. I'm gonna go hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Hot hey, That's
7: we great. we we fight we fight about we don't fight about the music, we fight about other trivial things in this band. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um speaking of uh music and fighting, uh next up this is hip hop legend Markie beatboxing on Blaze and Rye. Is this hot
2: or a hot mess? So hot. <laughs>
7: That's white hot, hot, white hot, white hot. All right, and uh, Will. That was me. That man. was Will.
0: Oh, uh, see your voice sounded higher just now.
7: All right, that Ryan. That so exciting because I love Bismarcky.
1: Okay,
0: Ryan, hot or hot mess?
1: I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go white hot with my buddy Will here. The hottest, I'm just the sticking to white of hot, hot, the hottest possible. And Tamika.
5: The hottest possible. <laughs> Turn it up to the highest degree. Cause that's Desmarque.
1: Come on. Oh yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, this this show's really gotten away from me. A little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we've got oh. we've got some shows to
7: talk about.
0: Right. Um, last up on Hotter Hot Mess. <laughs> this. This is uh, uh, MTV Zone doing a little thing for Blazing Rye MTV Zone, Jason Selvig. This is this is a crank call that he made to a lawyer about getting a divorce. Is this hot or a hot mess? Here we
2: go. Underwood Law Office.
3: Yeah, I was calling about some questions about a divorce. Okay. Well, I'm engaged to, to be married, and, uh, I'm you know, I'm kind of having cold feet, and I also found out that my uh, wife is cheating on me, or my fiance is cheating on me. Um, and uh, the thing is, she has a lot of money. So I'm thinking maybe I should just get married and then kind of do a divorce right afterwards and get uh, some of that money.
6: First off, if she if she is wealthy d- has she said anything about a prenup? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. She brings that up all the time. She wants me to sign a prenup. And I always kinda change the subject. Her
6: question is, should you, <laughs> you you're you're wanting to know whether you should go ahead and marry her.
3: Right.
6: Um even though you know she's already being unfaithful. Oh yeah. And then and she's turn like, and get it and get For the real unfaithful. It,
3: but like I mean, she has like a, a good amount of money, so I'm and I put in all this time, and you know, she's just like not a fun person to be around. You know, like I just want to like you know get my money's worth for all these years. You know what I mean?
6: Okay, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if she's if she's gonna if she's been promising to get a prenup to begin with, um, right. You know, you
5: may it, it may just.
3: Or is really there, not. like, is it is that something where I can, like, bring a prenup into you guys and you, like, like change some words around so, like, I end up getting more money in the divorce or something mm-hmm. like that, and then I'll sign that? Yeah, chances
6: are. I mean, if she's already doing it before you get married. Here's
3: the other I'm thing, and I forgot to mention this. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Uh, the whole reason we're, like, rushing to get married, and we're getting married next month, by the way, um, is she is pregnant right now and i you know i think it's mine it might be but maybe not but if she has a kid that's one more way to split up the money as well you know what i mean
6: right right yeah. um okay let me get your what is your name <laughs> okay
0: all right uh tamika let's start with you was that hot or hot mess Make a I I, I um, it, it. just
2: fucking
5: hot mess.
7: Hot mess. And uh, Ryan, hotter hot mess. I, I kind of liked it. I think it's hot. And Will. It was hot for the caller and a hot mess for the the gal fielding a call.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
7: so it's a bit of a hot hot mess. Those are the yeah, best. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of everything on that one. Yeah.
0: A little bit of everything uh, appreciate it uh, thanks to to Jason selfie for making that happen. Now, let's talk about it. you guys got shows coming up where when and and how can people go?
7: We do. So we're doing, uh, similar to uh, the last gal you had on the air, we are doing a record release January 21st at Subterranean in Chicago. Oh, boy.
0: That's Uh, one of those things where people just sit around quietly listening to the the record?
7: Oh, no. Not a chance, man. Not a chance. This is going to be what we like to call a rock fest, and we're going to have our good friend Elisa Grace opening up for us. We actually just played at her record release at the Mint out in Los Angeles. So she's uh, she's going to be opening up the night for us, and we're going to play. And then a guy named Ty Stone is going to play after us. He just came off tour with Kid Rock, uh, opening up uh, his shows both both in uh, arenas and in uh, small venues. So we were fortunate enough to meet him at the uh, House of Blues when they played here and hooked up, and now we're buds and going to play a show with him. So that that is our, uh, our next show, uh, the record release, and we're really gearing up for it and, and, and excited for it.
1: And you can uh, find the tickets for that on www.vintagebluemusic.com or like us at Vintage Blue Music on Facebook, and you can find tickets there too.
0: Awesome. Um, So vintagebluemusic.com is the uh, website and the Twitter. uh, I think it's Twitter from what – is it Twitter or Twatter? I think it's Twitter, right?
7: Yeah, I think it's Twitter, and we're Vintage Blue Shy C H I all one word. Uh, and if you want to tweet me or twat me personally, I am <laughs> I am I am Vintage Blue Will all one okay. word W I L L.
5: Okay. Well, I have to ask, who is the gentleman that I like with the deep voice?
7: Will, that is I.
5: That that is you. I'm speaking to. Okay. Yes, I it will is, find. you.
7: It, it is me, Tamika. And please find me. Please look me up. I will, I will find, find you. Find me. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> Son of Jarrell will kneel <laughs> before me. <laughs> I will find you.
0: Son of Jarrell? Superman? <laughs> Superman? <laughs> Superman?
2: <laughs> <The> Superman? <laughs> Superman? Sorry.
5: Superman
0: reference. Gattaca? Gattaca? Superman? Superman. You're all into the science fiction stuff.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Well, I, well, but there was a Twilight Zone marathon, for Christ's sake.
0: You know, 2012. Who knows? What's going I was on. disappointed with the Twilight Zone marathon because there weren't any sparkling vampires. You know what? I
5: didn't see my favorite. I sang the Body Electric, but I saw another one, How to Serve Man. So what about that?
2: Uh-huh. Boom! What
5: you got for me? What you got? You know I know. How it's what's up? What's good?
7: <laughs> Definitely look me up. Definitely look me I, up.
5: I will, Will. Thank you so very much. <laughs> and thank you Thank you all so very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, hey Ryan, do yes. you care if we saw uh, one more thing real quick, man?
0: Oh, go ahead and have food. Uh,
1: March 9th, we're going to be playing with, at uh, WGN, which is a Chicago uh, TV station. We're playing on the morning yeah. show. Um, and The very next day, we're playing at House of Blues with Love Hammers and Bottle of Justice, which is going to be an amazing show, March 10th, House of Blues. Um, it's going to be sold out. It's going to be nuts. Um, so find us as well. We got tickets for those and uh, some other
7: information. Yeah, again, www.vintagebluemusic.com. And thank you guys so much, Ryan and Tamika, for having us. We so 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 appreciate the yep. opportunity.
0: Uh, anytime, guys. I hope you come back. And um, I'll tell you what, uh, you can catch. They'll be
5: back because this- I need to go there and get my
7: cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. No, oh, yeah. No coke. Bring it, and we'll, t- we'll take you there first. I'll yeah. pick you up from
1: the airport, damn it. Yeah, we're going to buy you all the cheeseburgers you want.
5: Okay, well, it's cool. Uh-oh, one oh, of my don't say that. No, no, it's, it's, that's going to happen now because I'm a fine yeah. guy. <laughs> nah,
2: you guys. Now, cheeseburgers. One of my you old, old roommates done. lives there, and
5: we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. That sounds be good. Better.
7: We'll hook up and get crazy.
0: Yes, we will. Whoa. Whoa. You'll hook up. Don't, Look. Don't, don't
2: take it to the gutter. Yes, man.
5: You know gutter. what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to be silent on this. Thank you
2: very uh, uh, much. Very, very,
0: um, yes. Thank you, guys. And soon to collaborate with Artelli, Kanye West, Twista, Common, and all the artists <laughs> in Chicago.
2: It's Vintage Blue music. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys so yes. much. Vintage Blue. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you,
7: you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Twista, do it. <laughs> all right. Take See care. you, guys. Have a good night. You too. All right, Tanika. Um. So Mm-mm. let's 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 talk let's talk a little bit. Um we have a, 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 a <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> I have a big show coming up on uh on Friday. Uh and I think uh, I need to tell the listeners about it. Um do you know what's what's happening on Friday after after 43 years of a particular television program being on? Is it the Simpson thing? No, is it's been on for a long time, but I don't think it's 43 years yet. No, I don't think so.
5: No, I, so, I do not know.
0: So Friday is the end of the legendary soap opera, One Life to Live. Oh, oh my God. God. you got
5: to be kidding me. Okay.
0: <laughs> so what we're going to do. <coughs> got, a
2: little,
0: got a little Joe Roach Joe in the throat. So what we're going to do is we are going to have soap opera guru, legendary soap journalist, Michael Fairman, Blazing Rye favorite. He's been on um, many times before. By many, I mean two. Uh, we're going <laughs> to have him on on Friday, and we're going to do a goodbye land view, goodbye one life to live <laughs> finale, series finale special. And I heard that there may be some big surprises involved. And there on may Friday be, the 13th? On Friday the 13th, yep. There may be some gifts, maybe a giveaway possibly. I don't know, nothing, nothing set in stone, but there could be loads of surprises, and I cannot wait to, to do this. This is going to be at a special time, Friday the 13th, January 13th, 2012, at 10 p.m. So do you know why it's at 10 p.m., Tamika Kids?
5: Well, I figure at that particular point, all the other countries have seen the season finale of One Life to Live, and they'll all be sad, too.
0: That is almost exactly the reason. It is because it that is when the people on the West Coast who cannot see the show during the day because of work or work, other things, DVR. That, that's when they can see the show on SoapNet at night. So we're going to do 10 p.m. So by <laughs> At that point, everyone has seen it during the day on ABC and then everyone's seen it uh, on the West Coast, you know, at the same time but three hours later or on ABC. Or people see it later if they come home from work or whatever on the soap net. And soap Mm -hmm. net, as you know, me and Ross Gallo used to, when I I visited Syracuse, I would sleep on his futon and we would fall asleep to, to soap net. Me and Ross was in the bed, I was on his <laughs> futon, and we would watch some SoapNet because it was a nice lulling to sleep thing. Okay. No good?
5: Sounds good. Food Network is mine, but for SoapNet and Friday for you, I'll be there if you need me.
0: <laughs> holler, holler. And um, Tamika, I cannot thank you enough. Once again, you were brilliant, and I love when you come on the show. And how about how about those bands? That was a, a fun little show. Beautiful show. Beautiful <laughs> show and very fun. And remember, Darren Chris can't be punked.
5: Yeah. Darren Chris can't be punked, and also as Lila said, you're a tricky one. So I ain't worried about that.
0: We already You're that. a what?
5: You she said you're a tricky one.
0: Oh, you're a one. Tri- yes. I'm a tricky one. Darren Chris can't be punked. Hit the brakes, Florence. And
2: as always.
5: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the best, biggest Broadway thing Darren Chris can't be punked.
2: That's, That's the
0: biggest Broadway news today. Uh oh. <laughs> be in trouble <laughs> for that
5: one. Later. Ha,
0: ha, ha. And he can't be punched either. Ha
2: ho
0: ha. No. All right, Samika. No. Well, I All will right. see you soon, and yes. um, uh, and we will get some beverages that I'll have to be drinking the Diet Coke, though, <laughs> because I'm on stu- this stupid diet. On the Diet Coke, we'll get some Diet Coke. We'll get some duck butter. We'll mix it together. Throw some Santorum in there. It'll be great. That sounds very nasty, so I will <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> okay, paper towels to make a paper towels. Pack of towels, baby, paper towels. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Hit the brakes, Florence. See you Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, for Michael Fairman. One Life to Live After the Show. Saying Goodbye. Series finale special. Surprises will
7: ensue. Good night.
2: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest
7: place you've gotten lucky?
6: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.